Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Stephen and Rosalie. Stephen drew a great map that is up on the website that even features some new locations like Nakatomi Island and Drakport. Be sure to stop by the website and check that out. Thanks for that drawing, and thank you, Stephen and Rosalie, for listening. Today's story is titled Never Trust a Pirate, Part 6. When we finished Never Trust a Pirate Part 5, the group of heroes had just escaped to Hako's boat and were planning to speed away. Unfortunately, there was a massive pirate ship in the bay with them, and it was out to get them. So now we get to see if they're able to outrun the pirate ship or end up pirate prisoners all over again. Bulis, Tatiana, Ava, Atya, Harry, and Sam all leaped onto a boat. Before Ben-Ben got on the boat, he turned to Duke. The group would still be wandering the forest if it weren't for Duke. He had helped them without any promise of payment. He was just a real good dude. Duke, thanks for your help. We wouldn't have made it this far without you, said Ben-Ben. Sure thing, Ben-Ben, said Duke. Good luck with those pirates out there. Here, said Ben-Ben, and he handed Duke a small map he had drawn earlier. This'll take you to all the pirate's treasure that was too heavy for us to carry. Duke glanced at the map and smiled. When he looked up, Ben-Ben had already jumped onto the ship, and it was backing out of the docks. Hako's boat wasn't especially big, and it only had one cannon, but it was especially fast. The pirate ship moved toward the docks as the quiver, that's the name of Hako's boat, began to sail away. Hako watched as the pirate ship tried to catch up to the quiver. He's trying to get close, yelled Hako. If he gets too close, we'll be in range of those cannons and they'll rip us to shreds. Ava looked at Harry and said, Power us up, Harry. Just like on the docks, Harry pulled out the oracle stone and it hummed with an endless magic. Harry focused the bright light and it it shot out of the stone and into Ava and Atya's bodies. 
The girls glowed white and crackled with power. They each took a bomb out of their packs and lit them. Now, normally, there would be no way that anyone could throw a bomb all the way to the pirate ship. It was too far away. But with the power of the Oracle Stone, the girls would be able to launch a bomb a mile. They each reared back and heaved their bombs out toward the ship in the distance. With the help of the Oracle Stone, their aim was true. Each bomb landed on the deck of the ship and exploded loudly. Two loud kachooms rang out over the water, and smoke began billowing up from the pirate ship. By now, Hako had begun racing his boat around the island to try and get out of view of the pirate ship and out of range of their cannons. The pirate ship was the biggest ship any of them had ever seen. It must have been the one that the cook mentioned the pirates had been building for four years or something. And normally a boat of that size wouldn't have much speed, but this boat was different. The heroes assumed it was being powered by some form of dark magic. There was no telling with Hans Gruber at the helm. Ava and Atya kept launching their bombs at the ship, and most of them were hitting and exploding. But the ship didn't slow down. It was too big to be taken out with some small bombs. And there were likely enough pirates on the ship that they were able to work to contain the fires. Soon, the girls exhausted their supply of bombs. There were none left, and the big ship kept coming. In fact, it felt like maybe the pirate ship was faster than the quiver. It was slowly gaining on them. Any ideas, bros? asked Hako. The heroes all looked at each other, not sure what their next move should be. The ninjas were certainly out of their element here on the open water. Let me see that stone real quick, said Atya. She was convinced that the oracle stone was their only way out of this mess. Harry handed it to her, and it lit up orange on the inside and got warmer and warmer. Atya looked into the stone and she felt like the stone knew what she wanted to do, like, like it could read her thoughts. What are you doing, Atya? asked Ava, starting to get worried. Atya crouched down and then leaped straight up into the air. She jumped high enough to touch the top of the highest mast on the quiver. She jumped higher than any human should be able to jump. And that's wild enough, but what really stunned everyone was that she didn't come down. She hovered above the ship as it raced through the water. Hey, come on, yelled Ava. I want to fly too. Atya, from high in the air, pointed at Ava and a bolt of white hot magical power shot into her body. She crouched down and leaped up into the air. The other heroes looked on in amazement. Never before had any of them seen someone fly like this with magic. What are you guys doing? yelled Tatiana. Ava and Atya looked at each other. We don't know, yelled Ava. Be right back. The girls swooped down to the ship and grabbed some swords. Atya placed the oracle stone in her pocket, and the two girls headed to the pirate ship at breakneck speed. Turn the ship around, yelled Ben-Ben to Hako. We need to be close to it in case they need rescuing. Hako made some adjustments, and his ship cut back in the water and headed right for the pirates. 
the pirates squinted out to sea, not quite believing what they were seeing. Is that um, a person? asked one pirate. And before the other could answer, they watched as Ava and Atya zoomed through the air and reached the pirate ship. The first thing the girls did was use their swords to cut the ropes and slice the sails to shreds, hoping that would slow them down. The pirates were frantically trying to fix the sails and some were trying to get after the girls. The pirates were completely unprepared for this kind of attack, though. They had enough cannons on either side of that ship to completely decimate any other boat. But they never anticipated an attack from above. Some of the pirates were shooting arrows up at them, but they were mostly bad shots and couldn't hit a moving target. After the girls had dropped the sails, they looked toward the captain's cabin. It was at the rear of the ship, above the deck. Just as they turned to face it, they saw Captain Hans Gruber burst out of the door. You! he snarled. He lifted his sword up at the girls and his eyes glowed red. Flames shot out from his sword at the girls and they darted out of the way. Get them! screamed Gruber in a rage. The girls were speedy and were mostly out of reach up in the air, but Gruber was possessed by some kind of wild magic. Ava and Atya had no idea what he was capable of, and as he continued blasting flames from his sword, they got scared. While crisscrossing each other in the air, Ava yelled, Can we shoot fire too? They hadn't thought about it. It was worth a try. Even though they didn't know how to do magic, and they didn't really know how the Oracle Stone worked exactly, they were still able to fly. Maybe they could do anything. The girls each stuck their arms out straight, pointed at Gruber. Nothing happened. Then Ava got an idea. We don't need to shoot fire. We can just use his. Ava swooped down near the deck of the ship. She wove in and out of the pirates. Some were trying to grab her as she flew by, but most were trying to avoid her and her two swords. Gruber stayed up near the entrance of his captain's cabin and blasted at her with his sword. The flames shot out near Ava and lit parts of the ship on fire. Some boxes that were lying about began burning and, and a pile of ropes caught fire as well. Atya saw what Ava was trying to do, and she swooped down near the deck as well. Gruber was in a frenzy blasting at the girls, and most of his shots were lighting the deck on fire. Eventually, the other pirates had to escape below deck or try and extinguish the flames. There wasn't even anyone there to pilot the ship. Flying ninja girls! yelled Hako from his ship. Let's bail! The girls heard Hako, looked down, and saw the deck of the pirate ship completely in flames. They noticed that Hako had steered his ship right near the pirate's ship. There were no pirates aboard manning the cannons. They were all tending to the flames. Ava and Atya darted down to the quiver, and Hako set his course south away from the burning pirate ship, away from Drakport, away from all this craziness. Atya gave the oracle stone back to Harry, and he pocketed it. That was awesome, Atya said to Ava, and the girls laughed. The burning pirate ship quickly fell into the distance and out of sight. Listen, you guys, began Ben-Ben. There's a place in the valley where we live, a place for kids like you. It's it's like a school, a school where kids live and train and learn about their powers and about their place in the world. 
I don't know where your home is, but I want you to consider coming to live at the academy, at least for a while, so you can get settled a bit. The four kids glanced at each other. Sounds good, said Sam. Maybe you two can teach us all how to fly, he said to Ava and Atya. About that, said Ben Ben. We can't let you keep that stone. It's too powerful. In the valley, we work to protect items of great power so they don't fall into the wrong hands. Yeah, we figured as much, said Harry. What are you going to do with it? First, we'll put it in the care of a powerful witch named Tubes, a friend of ours. She'll help us go from there, said Ben Ben. The ninjas never knew where the kids' home used to be. They never asked where they came from. They'd let the kids tell them those stories in their own time. For now, Hako guided the boat back to the valley, an old home for the ninjas and a new home for the kids. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's story. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review for the podcast. That helps other kids and parents find these fun, ad-free stories. And as always, if you'd like a shout-out, to share a drawing, or to ask some questions, just have an adult help you email me at kidsstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Adios.